This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. And we begin this episode very hungry. Hi, I'm Jeremy and he's Zach. What's up, everyone? Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of The Fit Mess. Uh, Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. But we're going to be talking this week about intermittent fasting. It's something that I've been doing for a few days. It's something that has tons and tons of benefits that we will get into in just a minute. But I I guess we should start with uh, simply answering what intermittent fasting is. So intermittent fasting is essentially fasting for most of the day and eating all of your food in one window. So say between, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon and eight o'clock at night, that's when you eat all of your food. There's various different ways to do it. You can do the 816 rule, which is you fast for 16 hours and then you, you eat during an eight hour window. Or, you know, if you want to go extreme, you can fast for three days or, or two days, whatever you want. Yeah, and there's tons of options. I've I've heard of people going every other day, one day a week. Like I I think I've heard of uh, like fasting Fridays or something where like just you pick one day and you don't eat anything that day. You know, I I stick with the sixteen eight. That seems to be to work best for me, especially when eight of those sixteen I can be asleep. And that's a really good strategy. Going to bed hungry though is not a recommended course of action. So if you're gonna do it, it's always best to eat later in the day, five six seven window, and then go to bed while you may have eaten recently. I've done a three-day fast before. It is super hard to fall asleep when you're super hungry. I can't, I can't imagine three, after, after, you know, my eight hours awake, you know, over the course of the, the two periods, you know, before going to bed and, and getting up in the morning, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Grumpy Pants by the time it's uh, time to, to break the fast. So it's uh, definitely a big challenge. The grumpy pants thing, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but the grumpy pants thing goes away with time. Yeah. So why'd you start intermittent fasting? So I started intermittent fasting um, this time primarily because I broke my toe. So my my physical abilities have been diminished. My, my doctor was like, you got to just rest. You can't swim. You can't ride your bike. You can't like basically all the things I do, even when I'm trying to get out of doing a workout, I can't do them. So I was like, well, I've got to get something diet wise under control. I've got to get, you know, the, the food that's going in the shame hole has to get under control in one way or another. So no 3000 calorie days for you anymore. Uh, no, I haven't gotten my little 3000 day or 3000 calorie alert on my, on my watch in a few days. Um, <laughs> but I do, I, you know, it's sort of, there's, there's a couple of things I always fall back on. One is meditation. One is intermittent fasting. There are two really simple things I can do when I need to start something over. You know, it's, it's not a committing to an hour of working out every day. It's not committing to only a specific kind of food or a specific diet, like a keto diet or something, mm-hmm. but just going, Hey, you know, stop eating at eight o'clock and don't eat again until noon dummy. You know, it's a really easy thing to, to sort of reset, but I always, always, always struggle on the weekends because during the week you're in your routine, everybody's getting up, they're getting now getting started with school, they're doing their thing. And so it's easy to follow the same pattern, but on the weekends, it's really tough because we tend to sleep in and the kids are like, I want pancakes. And then you make pancakes and you're not going to not eat pancakes because you're not a monster. So, well, uh, I guess I'm a monster then because on the weekends I make Natalie pancakes and I just completely skip them most oh, of the time. I, it's, every every now and again, I succumb to it. But yeah, it's almost impossible. I you know when I'm sitting there making them, I'm like, well, this is dumb. Now I'm starving and I have this food in front of me. I'm going to eat it. And so the, not just food. You have cake, right? And maple syrup, like yes, duh. Yeah. So then you know I fall out of the out of the pattern, and 
you know, I'm like, well, now the weekend's blown, so I'll just eat like garbage for two days and start again on Monday. It's this this cycle that I fall into. But this yeah. time, I went to the doctor on Friday, and that's when she was like, "Hey, you're broken, um, you, you, and also your foot, so you should take a break and rest." And so I decided, okay, well then, starting today, I'm I'm gonna fast because I know I'm not gonna be able to do anything. So I got through the whole weekend, and. You know, I'm a couple days in now. So like, you know, so now there's no stopping me. Once once I've gotten it in and, and I've turned it into a routine, then it's much harder to fall out of it because I'm I'm uh I'm much more accountable to to myself when it's working. Yep. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm a few days in and I'm still struggling around around the 15 hour mark. I start getting hungry. And and I'm doing the, you know, the bulletproof style fast. So I'm having the fatty coffee to tide me over and get me through because it doesn't spike the blood sugar and, uh, and, you know, send everything off course. So, so that's, that's what I've been doing. And I know you have a lot of experience with this too. Do you, you've, have you just been doing this basically every day for years at this point? Mostly. Um, I think a lot of it at this point now is just, um, you know, like just today, like I, I'm not actively trying to fast Mm -hmm. at all right now, but it's three, what quarter after three, yeah. in the afternoon here and I haven't eaten anything today. All I've had is coffee. Wow. Um, and I'm not hungry though. L- like when I first started inter- intermittent fasting, it was, it was actually pretty painful cause I had like those blood sugar rushes and within two to three hours, like it was painfully hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was interesting, but I've been doing it for so long now and you know, I don't, I didn't just do like intermittent fasting. Like I did a three day fast I didn't eat anything for three days. Jeez. And, and, and your was, family survived? They did. I, <laughs> but that time it was actually really enlightening. And I made it, I turned it into a, a learning opportunity for Natalie, which she was too young, I think, to really grasp it. Cause this was, Jesus, like five years ago. Uh-huh. But, you know, like I went to bed and I was hungry. And then we talked about it. And I was like, you know, hey, listen, I chose to go to bed hungry. Not every person in the world chooses to go to bed hungry. Yeah. Sometimes they go to bed hungry just because of situation. So we should always be mindful and be, you know, looking to help out wherever we can. So it was, you know, my first real big fast was eye opening for me because that actually turned me into a bit more of a community person and helping the community and making sure that people were eating. If when you choose to do it, it's one thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there are there are various health benefits, but like when people don't have the choice, that's, it's really sad. And I, I kind of made it one of my goals to make sure that people weren't in that situation as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true of so much of the stuff that, that we talk about on the show. And, and I have to remind myself of that. Like a lot of the problems that, that I try to solve through the various things that we talk about are because I have the luxury of going, Oh, what, what fancy trick can I throw at this tool? It's, it's not just a matter of, you know, hey, I need to survive today and find food and yeah. a place to sleep. So, you know, I, I'm while I'm very aware of my privilege, it's very easy to forget it when I'm like, oh man, I haven't eaten in nine hours. I'm getting hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, that's that's a great reminder that there are so many people uh, that don't uh, just have the time to think about, man, how can I improve my performance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. But going back to it, like a lot of where I'm at now is like I just over the years, it's I've gotten so used to intermittent fasting that I actually don't feel hungry and I don't have those 
blood sugar drops and spikes mm-hmm. as much anymore. I mean, I still get them when I eat a pint of ice cream occasionally. Sure. But, um, you know, I, I simply just don't feel all that hungry. And some of it's laziness too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I don't have anything that like a, like a quest bar or something like that, if I don't have anything quick and easy to grab and I actually have to make food. Oh yeah. Forget it. I, I'm just going to skip it and not yep. eat and yep. be like, oh, I'll just have a glass of water. <laughs> glass of water. That's even more effort than I put in. Usually I'll do the uh, look in the cupboard. Nothing easy. Look in the fridge. Nothing easy. Out of bars. That's it. I'm out. Let <laughs> me go find something else to do. <laughs> I'm done eating. I'm done. But, but, you know, I fall back on it so much because when I, you know, early on in this sort of wellness journey for me, combining that with eating, a, you know, a vegetarian style ketogenic diet and working out every day. That's when the weight flew off. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. daily I was losing weight and my brain fog gone. Like I felt like I functioned better during those, you know, maybe six months or whatever it was than I have in my life because everything was from a biology standpoint, I guess, was working much more the way that it's supposed to. Now you're, you're much more the, the scientist here than I am. So can you explain? Cause to me, I always think of it as, like if my body's a car and I filled it up with shitty gas, you know, last time, I'm going to run it to the ground until I go back and fill it up with the good stuff. And then I'm going to compare how the car ran. Was there a difference? To me, that's how I think of it. Um, cause, cause I ain't no scientist or nothing, but you, I think you probably can better explain how it, or, or I guess why it's effective. Um, well, let's keep going with the car analogy. I mean, really it's, you know, you put your shitty gas into the car, right? You burn, you burn that gas, but that, that gas is leaving. Like when you're burning that it's leaving like all this crappy, um, leftover stuff in your body. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, ultimately if you think about it, when you fast, it's like not putting gas in your car, but your car is still running and it has to keep going so it's going to churn through any you know little bits of gas um usually in the form of of fat deposits but um and it's going to start burning that stuff out a lot of you know the toxicity in our bodies is stored in fat cells um so when you start running those out or when you start using those fat cells you get rid of a lot of toxic items in your body and you'll just feel better generally yeah well and and that make sense yeah and and from sort of I, I don't know that, that intermittent fasting is necessarily used for weight loss. I know it can be beneficial for weight control, but again, I imagine it as, you know, if, if you're, if you, again, using the car analogy, let's say you, you have a spare gas tank and that gas tank is the stored fat in your body. Once your car has, once your main gas tank has run out, your car goes, well, I guess I'll dip into these reserves. Again, that's sort of the analogy for me is that whatever stored fat you have, your body switches to start burning that. And in my in my previous experience with it, when I stuck with it for months, I felt like it really trained my body to go, hey, stop, stop burning glucose. That's not what you want. You want to run on this fat stuff because that's that's the premium. You know, the glucose is is the unleaded premium is uh, is the fat burning. And so it teaches your it teaches your car, for lack of a better word, all of a sudden it's car talk. It teaches your car <laughs> to only run on premium or to run better when it's on premium. Yeah, and it it allows you to switch back and forth a little bit easier. I mean, your body 
it takes time to switch to fat burning. And in the beginning, if you're not used to it, it can take weeks to a month, like for your body to really adjust to burning fat. So, I mean, like I'm at the point now where I can go back and forth relatively easily and it doesn't have any impact on Mm me. But, um, you know, you mentioned intermittent fasting for weight loss or weight maintenance, right? The basic principle there is if, if you're intermittent fasting and you're consuming all of your food, you know, in a certain block of time, you don't have time to consume 3000 calories, Mm -hmm. right? You can Mm -hmm. only eat so much in one sitting. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're consuming everything in like a four or five hour window, you're just naturally going to eat less calories. So even if you are eating the same junk, it's going to be less of it and the weight will drop. And the big thing for me is especially in this quarantine situation where we're just at home all the time and the stress that goes into that, one of my default behaviors in stressful times is late night eating. You know, mm-hmm. it, especially like the kids have gone to bed. Now it's 10 o'clock. I'm watching whatever I'm watching on TV. It's, oh, let's get some popcorn. Let's get the, you know, some sort of a snack, right? And then yep. inevitably it is something bad for me because I'm tired. I've given up all willpower. I've used up all the energy I had to say no to things all day long. And so yep. I'll, I'll eat just garbage at 10, 11 o'clock at night, maybe later. And then I'll wake up feeling horrible because of this junk that I ate so late. So that's the other sort of primary motivator for me is that I just went, I, I'm doing that too much. I, I'm getting into this habit of, oh, it's 10 o'clock, time to eat something. And I just have to switch that off in my mind. And this goes back to the conversation we had with uh, Gary John Bishop the other day. It's about just making a decision and committing to something and saying, I'm just not going to do this anymore, or I'm just going to do this from now on. And that conversation with my doctor on Friday was, okay, that's it. I'm deciding I'm not eating after 8.30 until I'm you know, able to change my mind, whatever. But this is, this is the life I'm going to live for now, at least until this yeah. foot thing gets resolved and then figure out what to do from there. But that's also a little bit of a, of a, a game I'm playing with myself. Because if I use the healed foot as the benchmark of, oh, just get to there, then mm-hmm. I will have established it as a routine. It'll be easier to stick with it because I will have been doing it for a week, four weeks, however long this is going to take, rather yep. than just, oh, I'm going to try this today and see how I get through it. And then we'll take tomorrow as, a, as another challenge and see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, you can also replace it with things too, right? One of the things that worked really well for me when I, same thing, right? I loved having, you know, I'd pull out a pint of ice cream at eight thirty, nine o'clock. I, I go to bed early. Yeah. So that's really late for me. <laughs> right. And, you know, when I decided not to do it anymore, it was, you know, what, what are you going to replace it with? Right. It, mm-hmm. For me, it was like, what am I going to do? So the two things that actually worked well for me is I would, I'm not really a big tea guy, but I would say, you know what, instead of the ice cream, I'm just going to have, you know, make a, a cup of tea, you know, non-caffeinated, and that's my replacement. And I'm right. going to have that, and that's going to be okay. But I don't really like tea, so I started replacing it with with 20 push-ups. Oh, instead. interesting. Um, so whatever I was doing, like if I was watching TV, I had to do 20 push-ups that, while I was that, watching TV. That sounds way less enjoyable. But it wasn't that bad, <laughs> right? Because you get it done. It's something, in my mind anyway, it was, okay, I'm replacing this negative thing with another negative thing, but I can bang that out really quick. right. So, but then, but then I, you sit on the couch after doing your 20 push ups and you know, a minute or whatever. Then, but what? in my head, 
But in my head, something clicked. Okay. So I was like, I'm replacing the ice cream with the push-ups. That push-ups are done. I'm good. That makes sense. So it's it's all about the games you play with yourself. Exactly. So when you are fasting, you know, your 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 hormone level changes, your insulin sensitivity changes, you know, for the for the better. And we talked about, you know, the 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 gas leaving, you know, crappy deposits of things. You know, you get cellular repair starts to happen, which is where it does go in and cleans out, you know, some of the garbage that's left behind. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good weight loss tool, but intermittent fasting for men is different than it is for women. Yeah. Um, so for men, it, there's usually no side effects. I mean, obviously, if you're fasting and you get lightheaded, you might have a blood sugar drop and it is dangerous. Um, women, on the other hand, can have um, some reverse impacts like, you know, insulin sensitivity actually doesn't improve and gets worse due to intermittent fasting. So if you're a guy, minimal risk. If you're if you're a female, just be careful with this. Do your research. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. So I've talked about it on the show a lot is, you know, my body is generally inflamed in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. My wife and I were just talking about how coronavirus quarantine has really not been good for my body. Like I have been hurt in some way, shape or form the entire time. Mm. Uh, Broken rib, um, banged up knee. Now my my left foot is doing something weird that I have no idea what's going on, but I can't I can hardly walk. You know all about that. I, I'm. Foot. I was gonna say you're you're having sympathy pains because I'm in the middle of one of my slipped rib uh, uh, deals where my my back's just been killing me for days. Got the busted up foot. Uh, my neck's all tight. I got. I, I'm. You know, not to get all geriatric podcast on you or anything, but yeah, I feel like my body is just like <laughs> shutting down. Well, we are we are slightly over the hill. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, so intermittent fasting actually like it. A, on top of the fact that it reduces the number of calories you're eating, you know, for me has been really beneficial in, in reducing the inflammation in my body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when I do it, it actually, I can tell a huge difference in, you know, joints and muscles and things just not hurting all the time because I generally am living in a world of pain all across my body. Um, but when I'm doing these types of things, fasting or intermittent fasting, on top of eating, you know, clean, healthy, anti-inflammatory meals, you know, the inflammation of my body decreases dramatically. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember when I was doing it for several months, feeling like the the recovery time from whatever I was doing, like I, I would wake up feeling fine. I didn't have that, you know, aching legs from the from leg day or from the massive bike ride I went on. Like I, I just, I remember feeling like, man, everything is working the way it's supposed to. This is how... This is how my body wants to live. Yeah. It's amazing how much different you feel. And it hits you slowly, though. So I don't know. I don't know about your experience, but mine was when I first started doing this, I, you know, the the benefits were gradual. So it was a little bit every day, a little bit every day, a little bit every day. And once I got to like 45 days or 50 days or whatever it was, you know, I was like, oh, time to take a break. And I, you know, went out and ate garbage for a couple of days. And that was the moment when you go out and eat the garbage and revert back to day zero mm-hmm. where you notice the difference. Yep. So it's, you know, it, it is, it's actually frustrating when you're doing it, hoping and expecting these dramatic shifts and you'll get them over a long period of time and you won't notice them until you come off of it, but it's there. 
It's it's funny just hearing you say that reminds me of like this is a bit of a tangent, but it's it's a primary motivator in why I haven't drank. You know, I haven't had alcohol in three years or whatever, and so much of it is because I keep thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna have a beer, and that's gonna allow me the permission to have a second, which is gonna allow me the permission to have a third, which is going to allow me to wake up feeling horrible. And mm-hmm. so if I can just sort of apply that knowledge to eating like this or eating in a better way than I have been, then that's when I'm going to have the success is, is if I can have, if I can have enough of a negative motivator, mm-hmm. enough of a thing that says you're going to pay for this later. Sure. Have a good time now, dummy, but it's going to suck. Then, then I, I can change that behavior and ultimately feel better, which is sort of the point of all of this. Yep, Exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it and, and just see how long I can ride this out and, and, you know, try and measure the benefits, see, you know, how I feel in the next couple of days, couple of weeks. And, and the, the longer I can stick with this, the better. Um, so if, if it's something you're interested in, uh, we'd love to hear your experience. If, if you have questions, always feel free to reach out to us through, you know, social media or email. You can always email us info at the fitmess.com. Uh, we have a great episode, a great uh, conversation coming up for you next week. We spoke with uh, author Karen McGregor. She is the author of a book called The Tao of Influence. And particularly with this being uh, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, we're going to be focusing a lot on uh, sort of your psychology, your your mental health, your your emotional health. And we're going to have great experts on this month talking about all the different ways that you can uh, learn to recognize your emotions, learn to to understand them, learn to deal with them. Uh, and And hopefully, you know, offer some practical advice on how to get through uh, what I know is already a tremendously stressful time for everybody, uh, but now school starting up and and this appears to be how things are going to be for a long time. So so I think the more attention we can put on um, just really being open with each other, being vulnerable and, and really learning from each other, uh, the better we're all going to be in the months and you know possibly years ahead. Yeah. So that's coming up on the next episode. And we should also mention, uh, you, you may have noticed uh, this this show posted relatively quickly after the last one. We are trying to shift to a weekly posting rather than every other week. So you can look for a brand new episode from us every single week. Uh, again, that posts at thefitmess.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So please do subscribe there. And uh, of course, any ratings or reviews you want to leave on whatever platform you use are always appreciated. But Jeremy, one thing that I am planning on doing later today uh-huh. when I do break my fast uh-huh. Because I didn't intentionally do it, but I haven't eaten anything in, oh boy, we're coming up on almost 12 hours. Um, But one thing I am going to have when I do break it is I've got an athletic brewing uh, company IPA in my fridge. Very nice. Um, It's my last one. Oh, is it really already? Yeah, I got to go. I got to go get some more. But um yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about these guys. This this beer is so delicious. Like it really does. You know, you mentioned earlier in the show that you're not drinking, but you actually can now. Like yeah. you can have a beer, and it's not going to, you know, have that same impact on you. Yeah, and trust me, when I went to bed last night, I was already planning ahead to getting through this first full day of the new routine. You know, home. Kids are both in school today. Cheryl's home, like beginning her journey on her new job. Like today is sort of day one and, and yet another reset. And I went to bed going tomorrow. It ends with an athletic brewing company beer. Cause I know I'm going to want that, you know, that little bit of comfort 
and that, and that delicious uh, real beer taste. So uh, looking forward yep. to that in just a few hours. Uh, it's a if, perfect end to the day. Yes. And if you would like to get your hands on some, I'm sure it's available at uh, beverage centers near you or through our website, thefitmess.com. Go there. There's a link to to them on our website. So thank you again to them for sponsoring us and uh, for making just incredibly delicious beers. But with that, that's the end of this episode of The Fit Mess. Thanks again for listening. We will be back next week at thefitmess.com. See you next week, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the internet, and even if they did play them on the internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.